0: The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap, all season long. Catch us every week, starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and Nurse Truly, Ovi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jays, Crest, Top three corner man. punching in. With a of chance, we find a way to win. The main event, locked it in. Every Saturday attend. The overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fisticuffs, slide of hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave. Feet of step stepping late. Keep your guard up feeling faint. From a faint, take a standing aid. Then retaliate. Put up your duke. Stick and move, I've been weave. Don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round. Bells ringing counterpart. With your chin tucked and go down swinging, we bring in crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats, relax if you want the facts. Because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwing Jabs. Got a big, big fight tonight. Two of the greatest words in combat sports history are heavyweight and trilogy, and we got both those combined later tonight. But first, we got to recap what happened last week. And at UFC Vegas 38, Diago Santos beats Johnny Walker. Any close, unanimous decision Boy, that was a great fight. I I thought it was going to be a war. Uh, I thought Diago Santos was going to really bring it to Johnny Walker, and Johnny Walker was going to bring it. But very calculated, very technical, and, and a great, great fight. I know both you guys picked Johnny Walker, and it was a close fight. Did you guys have it as Santos pulling out the win, Joe?
2: Yeah, um I I think and I like Johnny Walker a lot and I think I sort of understand why both guys were cautious and a little hesitant. Santos is on a 3 fight losing streak. Walker had dropped 2 of 3. Nobody, I mean if you're Thiago Santos, four in a row is bad. You know, four in a row is bad for anybody. Uh and if you're Johnny Walker, you got to win this fight or you know, back to the back of the line. So you know, look, I credit both guys. Strong jaws, big hearts. Santos really needed the W. I think Walker showed he can be patient, not be overwhelmed at a big fight that happened to him with Corey Anderson. So this this was good. Um, I still like his potential, but he's he's got a lot of work to do. Johnny Walker does. Santos, I think, put him back in in contention. Good fight, but. Yuri Prochovsky is still ahead of him. Alexander Rakic is still ahead of him. So it wasn't the kind of performance that puts you right into title contention for Santos. And obviously for Walker, you know, he's he's got probably like three fights now before uh, he's back, you know, with a shot at, at a title, assuming he wins all those.
3: I'm a, it sounds like I'm the only one with this take, but I don't. I'm not really interested in seeing either guy fight again till they do something different. I was bored to tears. Johnny Walker kept throwing the beginning of like Superman, like his, they broke records for feints. Johnny Walker has to have broke the record for feints in a fight. He threw the beginning of so many different kind of. I mean, honestly, with all of those feints, at some point I was like, wow, if all of those things are really in this guy's arsenal, he's a dangerous man at a bar. But in an octagon, you have to throw some of those things and land some of them before anybody's going to give you a credit. And at a fight this of this magnitude, that's that close. And you guys are throwing, give or take, 20 strikes around, four strikes per minute in a fight of this magnitude, and you leave it that close. What is going on in your head, Johnny Walker, that you're not throwing six, seven, eight a minute? You win that fight if you throw a strike every 10 seconds during it. If you average a strike every 10 seconds, you win that fight. You, I, I, you guys kept posing and looking at each other and then waited for the judges to tell you who won. I was bored to tears. And it, and, 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 I, and I'm sure that a certain portion of this is uh, highlight reel stuff where I'm expecting something from these two that just never came.
2: Well, And you should because these are both highlight reel kind of guys. And early in the fight, when Walker was fainting, I, I was constant because he does it a lot, but he usually then follows it up with a knee or an elbow or something awesome. And in this fight, it was, you know, more faints. And like you uh, said, it's I- a weird, yeah, I I I thought first, round they're feeling each other out. Exactly.
0: And then the I second round, the they were round, still round, sort
2: but- of feeling it. Yeah, I mean, it was like, it, it was a weird fight. And, you know, even I... Even in the closing minutes, you didn't get the sense anybody was
3: thinking, I'm going to knock this guy out. It was, I'm, well, all right, this is working. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm jumping out of my seat. It's like when you were saying Vittori thought he won. And that's why he ran uh, um, up against, they pushed up against the cage at the end of the fight, you know, like, because you lost all five rounds and now you're burning the clock. These guys both look like guys that had dominated all five rounds. While I'm on the edge of my seat, like, somebody do something to set yourself apart. Throw two or three combinations to end to close the fight out. If he does that in the last 60 seconds, I still think you have to give it to Johnny Walker. He could have made a decision to himself, and neither guy looked exhausted. Neither guy ever looked gassed. Where was it? This was not that high-level championship type. Not if you never land any of that stuff. And then in realizing you're never going to land any of that stuff, don't take the risks that it takes to win the fight. I'm not interested, man. You don't have it. Yeah,
2: and I would say, too, look, you know, you're Johnny Walker, up-and-comer, and, and the fans like the guy. He doesn't exactly have a, a, a well-earned reputation with judges, officials, or anybody else like Thiago Santos does. So you you're not going to win a close fight against a guy like Thiago Santos or or really any well-known veteran. I mean, you you know, you got to decisively beat that guy, I think, even to win a a close fight like this score-wise. So that was playing against Johnny Walker as well, is you're not just fighting Thiago Santos, but the reputation of Thiago Santos. We've seen what it looks like when Thiago Santos gets beat up, and this wasn't it
1: yeah i mean he's it's not only the reputation of Thiago santos that johnny walker was against it was the las vegas raiders because every every uh times tiago santos landed something they were all cheering and and johnny walker while he he won the the compu box strike numbers he he didn't have like those real big shots that like you could notice He, he was more slick so that that's why he was Landon more, but he didn't get the same reaction from the Las Vegas Raiders. So uh, I think that, along with his reputation with the – Santos' reputation with the judges and the cheers, especially when there's barely anyone in the stands and you're only hearing cheers for a certain person, I I think – I I think this fight could have gone either way. And I I think there's a lot more – Outside of the ring factors that gave the nod to Santos than inside the ring factors, to be honest.
3: We had mediocre scrub scraps where guys threw 30, 35 punches in a round and it was kind of tame, as it were. Um, These guys were both about 9 out of 20 per round. And like I said, that's a good first-round average. You're feeling a guy out. It's a dangerous guy. I get it. Maybe the second round. You got to do more than that. You have to throw more than four strikes and land less than two in a minute. We're fighting two minutes at Scrub Scraps. The guy's are averaging 30, 35 punches a round in two-minute rounds. He's talking about five-minute rounds. You're throwing four-minute that's a scrub scrap. You're, you're three for eight at the end of the round. Like what? Yeah. What are, like are you guys fighting or not, dude? It was so, it was so frustrating to me. It's one of maybe a half dozen times I've said, hey, Erica, Trinity, should watch this fight. These guys are bangers. It's going to be exciting. So by the end of the second round, and it's a snooze fest, and I'm wondering what the hell's going on. Johnny Walker keeps doing these like little. Oh, 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 oh. I started doing that. Oh, 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 Every time he it was hilarious because yeah. that's all there was. was faint, 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 Like that's not – at some point that's not working. Santos wasn't even adjusting to your faints anymore because he knows you're not going to throw any of that stuff.
1: Yeah, and I will say is Tanto, Santos should have been the one, the the aggressor. Like he's been there. He's a veteran. He he should have been the one going for it more and forcing the fight more. And, and Johnny Walker, I get why he's hesitant. I mean, especially coming off a, a, a little down from when you were so high up and having this guy who's got this reputation. I, I understand where Johnny Walker was coming from. But is he gunshot? Is this
3: a shot fighter now? Is he gun shy? Is this Cody Garbrandt? Because that's what I saw somebody who's taken a few losses and now doesn't really know how to fight anymore because his head is going, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, I'm about to get knocked out. And you can spend 48 minutes in a cage with another guy and never shake that feeling that you're about to get knocked out. And then lose the fight on points when you're younger, you're the superior athlete, you're longer, you're stronger experience the name the fans that's the stuff santos had for advantages here you know walker was supposed to win this fight and didn't throw enough i think a little bit more volume one more punch every minute two maybe it's enough to win this
2: fight i would say this jay score wise i didn't think johnny walker
3: lost the fight oh yeah you know what i mean I didn't feel I didn't like he lost one either, but you guys could have yeah. done that for 14 rounds. Like, I didn't, oh, I agree. Five, I mean, that, that can we get they, these guys to fight one five minute round and see what happens, because if they do that shit again, <laughs>
2: yeah, take them off it, the it, roster. That was, uh, yeah, a, a weird. I don't know. I mean. You know, and I cannot but wonder if, if early on, uh, if Walker's corner didn't tell him he was up two zero. You know, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, one okay. of those situations, right fourth round, we're up three one. No, you're not. Uh, who who told you that? Both guys fought like that. Absolutely, yeah, like they, they were did. way up and absolutely absolutely just kind of trying to walk did. it out. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Not not what I wanted by any stretch. And I was I was super excited for this fight because I love Johnny Walker and I thought at worst Santoso knock him out. That'll be neat to see too. I thought we
3: were going to get a highlight like for the show and not 48 minutes that completely lacked highlights. That's it's not what I thought we were in for. Yeah.
1: I thought it was going to be war, but it was it was just like a slow slow game of chess. But uh is what it is. Also, I do think next
3: time uh, I'll bring my Walker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do also think, like, they, they both just had too much respect for one another, which is weird to say, but yeah, I mean, they it felt like that. Well, look, not for nothing, not every fight
2: features two guys with one punch knockout power. Yeah. You don't, you don't get a lot of fights like that. And
3: this okay, is one of those. Okay, so are Tyson and Wilder going to do that? Are Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder going to do that? Nah. They're going to they try do, to hurt each other. It's if they
2: do, next Saturday, we'll can be complaining about it, of course. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I mean, again, the, the game plan isn't to go in there and not
3: do that, but... You know, well, uh, it, just it, it is what can't it is. Blame the respect on the knockout power. Wilder has knockout oh, power. Oh, no, Fury listen. Has knockout power, like very few men on the planet. And I'm, those guys I'm, are going to go ahead and fight anyways.
2: I'm defending the cautious approach, but not five rounds of the yes. coffee. I, I, again, I understand coming out of the gate kind of, you know, he got the feints working, and then at some point, like you said, you can only faint to the point where now Santos is like, "Hey, that's a good faint." <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and you know, maybe, Sa- maybe Walker thought they were scoring based on faints. Like, hey, that was another really that was good combination of faints right there.
3: Oh yeah, he made a he broke a record like all time. He'll make the Hall of Fame on that fight if faints are if faints are a thing. Yeah, it was it, it was Ridiculous. bizarre, bizarre to say the least.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is not a fight I want to see a trilogy of. I'll tell you that right now. Because <laughs> this is my to uh, the hey, trilogies. You're really
3: growing into this, brother. Yeah, <laughs> dude. All right, who you got?
1: A couple weeks ago, we did the greatest rivalries in combat sports. Both of you guys gave me all boxing. So I figured we got a big trilogy this this t- tonight. So what is the greatest trilogy in MMA. Joe, all right
2: i couldn't just pick or talk about one so what i actually did was i chose my favorite for personal reasons i chose the one that i thought was the most dominant i thought the one uh i picked another one that i thought was uh kind of the lamest i'll explain in a minute and then i'll tell you about the one where nothing was settled Uh, My favorite, obviously, Stipe and Cormier because they're two of my favorite fighters. And watching these guys fight three times, uh, I loved it. And I would watch those guys fight 10 more times, to be quite honest. That's how much I like both of them. Although, you know, if they'd have to do it quickly, both getting a little bit older there. The most dominant one, obviously, Ortiz, Shamrock, because Ken was not in Tito's league at that point in his life. The lamest one was also with Tito Ortiz, but this one with Forrest Griffin. Split decision, split decision, decision. (laughs) In the third fight, one more judge was like, yeah, Griffin. And that's how that thing got settled. It never sat right with me. And, of course, the one that really did never, I thought, got settled was Edgar and Maynard. I don't know one and one Got a... No? Nobody wants that? Anyway, so that was... Those are all the ones that went through my ass. But for me, uh, yeah, Stipe and Cormier.
3: I don't Mm. like it. I don't like Stipe, Cormier, uh, because I think they have to split, right? Stipe didn't win any of those? No. Cormier, uh,
2: first-round knockout... Steep A fourth round knockout. Steep A by decision,
3: but destroyed oh. him. Okay, that's right. Mm. Last fight. Yep. Ah Joe. Okay. All right. Circle gets a square. Ding. Um, I'm going with Sander. Uh, I think that because we're talking about mixed martial arts. I want the one that was so wrestling, Greco-Roman, you know, wrestler and kickboxer. You know, this was one of the times that we really uh, solidified what we were doing with mixed martial arts. We brought two completely different leagues together with the greatest guy that they had to offer and went Couture Liddell three times in a row, and all of them were great fights um love it. That that's gotta be it. And I'd also like to my footnote, because we have a habit about not picking just one. Uh Chevchenko beats noons. Big if. That becomes my answer to this question.
1: That that's a great one. That would be phenomenal. But uh, all right, my turn. Well, my favorite one, I I talked about it during rivalries, JDS, Cain Velasquez. Great, great, great. Uh, I love both those guys. They're beasts. Well, uh, another one, one more so for the casuals, Vanderlei Silva and Quentin Rampage Jackson. Just, I mean, (laughs) Rampage is just him talking all that smack and – V- Vanderlei, I mean, he is—he's nicknamed the Axe Murderer. So, I mean, that's just plain and simple. All three of those fights, you got to watch, and you got to enjoy, and you got to love. Because, I mean, especially if you're a casual fan, because those those do not disappoint. But, but for m- my my all time favorite one is JDS and Kane. Th- those were just some of the greatest fights ever. So, in my opinion, But I love all these lists. That was great. I I don't think think we've said any bad ones. No. Another honorable mention I have is uh, Fedor versus Big Nog in Pride. Those are some great, great fights, too. And uh, outside of MMA, I know uh, Ray Cepho and Mark Hunt, those were some solid fights as well. So make sure you check those out as well. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be back to preview the big fight this weekend. Let's go.
2: It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield Tailor Treatment System. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one size fits all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for the season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This province has awarded them an industry leading consumer return. Rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the chesare and enjoy the rest of your summer, mosquito-free. Tyson Fury will defend the WBC Heavyweight Championship against Deontay Wilder on Saturday night at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Let's break it down. Deontay Wilder is 35 years old. He's 6'7 with an 82-inch reach and a record of 42-1-1 with 41 knockouts. From Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Wilder was a standout basketball player in high school and college until he was forced to drop out at the age of 19 when his daughter was born with spina bifida. After a year of working as a truck driver, he decided to turn his attention to boxing and began an excellent amateur career under the tutelage of J.D.'s, first winning the National Golden Gloves title, accumulating with a bronze medal in the 2008 Olympics after only three years in the sport. After amassing an amateur record of 30-5, and five, he turned pro in November of 2008 with a second-round knockout of Ethan Cox. Over the next four years, he went 25-0, with all of them coming by stoppage before winning his first belt, the WBC Intercontinental Heavyweight title, with a third-round knockout of Kelvin Price. He defended it six times with brutal knockouts over former contenders Audley Harrison, Sergei Likovic, and Malik Scott before defeating WBC champion Bermain Stavurn in January of 2015 by a lopsided unanimous decision, becoming the first American heavyweight since 2004. After defending the title twice with knockouts over Eric Molina and Johan Duupa, he brutally knocked out Polish challenger Arthur Spilka, rendering him unconscious for several minutes and causing him to be rushed to the hospital. Following the knockout, the newly crowned Unified champion Tyson Fury entered the ring challenging Wilder in a heated face-to-face altercation. Six months later, Wilder returned with an eighth-round stoppage of Chris Areola then fought a rematch with former champion Staverne, this time dropping him twice early before rushing him and knocking him out with a savage barrage of punches. Four months later, he faced his toughest challenge to that point when he took on Cuba's Luis Ortiz, surviving several harrowing moments in the seventh before stopping him with two knockdowns in the 10th round. After negotiations with Anthony Joshua for a unification match fell through, Wilder accepted a fight with former champion Fury and On December 1st, 2018, the two engaged in an instant classic, with Fury frustrating Wilder with his awkward style and surviving two vicious knockdowns, and route to a disappointing split draw. He defended the WBC title twice more with a pair of thunderous right cross knockouts over Dominic Brazil and Louis Ortiz, and on February 22nd, 2020, took on Tyson Fury in the eagerly anticipated rematch. However, this time around, he was completely overwhelmed and outclassed by Fury from the start, suffering two knockdowns in the third and fifth rounds and taking a terrible beating en route to his seventh-round stoppage loss. Long and rangy, Wilder likes to set up his uniquely powerful right cross with a probing and despite typically only weighing between 212 and 220 pounds, is one of the hardest punchers in boxing history, with his knockout percentage in title fights being third all-time. Behind legends Joe Lewis and Rocky Marciano. Tyson Fury is 33 years old. He's 6 foot nine with an 85-inch reach and a record of 30 and0, with one draw and 21 knockouts. From Manchester, England, Fury was born into a boxing family which includes his father, his brother and cousins Nathan Gorman, and former middleweight champion Andy Lee. Tyson began boxing at 10 years old and quit school at the age of 11 going on to win the 2007 EU Junior Championships and the 2008 English National Championships before deciding not to wait for the 2012 Olympics, opting instead to turn pro December 6 of 2008 with a first-round knockout. After amassing an amateur record of 31-4, and 4, he won his next five in a row by stoppage before defeating John McDermott by unanimous decision to win the English heavyweight title. In his 15th pro fight, he defeated Derek Chisora by unanimous decision to claim the British title. And after knocking out Vinnie Medalone and former Cruiserweight champion Steve Cunningham, he again defeated old rival Chisora, this time by 10th round stoppage, to win the European heavyweight title. On November 28, 2015, he took on longtime reigning Hall of Famer Vladimir Klitschko, frustrating the champion with a side and awkward movement en route to a unanimous decision to win the WBA, IBF, WBO and Ring Magazine heavyweight titles. However, his success was short lived as his mental health began to rapidly deteriorate after the fight. He quickly ballooned up to 330 pounds, and after testing positive for both cocaine and for a banned substance, he chose to vacate the belts as the British Boxing Board of Council suspended his license. After three years of legal battles to reinstate his license, Fury signed with promoter Frank Warren and returned to the sport in June of 2018 with a fourth round TKO of Safir Safari and six months later challenged WBC champion Deontay Wilder, outboxing him throughout and surviving two devastating knockdowns to come away with a split draw. He followed that up with a quick second round TKO of Germany's Tom Schwartz and then survived a terrible cut over his left eye against Otto Whalen, eventually wearing down the suite to pull out unanimous decision. After splitting with trainer Ben Davidson, he decided to train at Detroit's world-famous Kronk gym under the tutelage of Sugar Hill Stewart, and on February 22, 2020, fought a rematch with Wilder, putting on an absolute masterclass, overwhelming and battering the champion around to his seventh-round stoppage as Wilder lay helpless on the ropes. Surprisingly fast and agile for his size, Fury uses his massive frame well, controlling the distance between his long jab and locking his opponents with his long arms to stifle their inside attacks. He also possesses head movement and is a master of psychological warfare. Can a focused and rededicated Wilder overcome the psychological shock of his first loss and land at vaunted right cross? Or will Fury continue to assert his will on the Bronze Bomber and put on another masterclass to cement his legacy as the best heavyweight of his generation? Tune in Saturday night and let's find out.
1: I- Joe, you gotta save some popcorn for the fight, but uh, can <laughs> Wilder overcome his corner drugging him to beat Fury this third
2: time? Yeah, look, if I'm if I'm Deontay Wilder, I'm getting all my water today. I mean, yesterday I'm not even touching water today. Um. I want to be clear about one thing here, and I think this is really important. Deontay Wilder is not a bum. He's not washed up. He is always dangerous when he is inside the ring. Okay. I won't speak about him outside the ring because, you know, that's a topic for a whole other day. Anyway. It's Wilder. Yes, sir. You're great. Listen, this guy's knocked out 41 out of the 42 guys that he's beaten. It's usually courtesy of that big right hand. Legendary power in this sport. I mean, legendary. The thing is, Wilder can't beat Fury. This guy's been in his head literally since January 16th, 2016. Rent free as Fury, uh, I think, invented the term for crying out loud. Um, dude, the second Fury crashed a ring on Wilder. I don't know. Just uh, it's something. something didn't seem right. It was three years from that point until they actually got into a ring together. Outboxed Wilder by a mile. Survived Wilder's best punches, right? I, I thought that day, and and, and uh, Jared, I think you and I actually did a show that day for the fight because I in a, in a, never thought Deontay Wilder was, I, I thought he was great. But thought there was no way anybody's going to beat this guy. Mm-hmm. My brother knew Tyson Fury was going to win. My brother likes Tyson Fury a lot. Nothing about that guy screamed, this guy's going to be the it, 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 There's nothing about this guy that I liked. I love him now. I think he's fantastic. I don't think this is going to be a walk in the park for Fury. I, and a lot of people who think that, I don't think they know what they're talking about. I do think Fury's going to dismantle him.
3: Fury said he's going to win. I believe Fury when he says stuff. Well, if you can knock a guy down three times and come away with a draw. Um, That's amazing. A la Pacquiao Marquez one. Um, I think it changes the dynamic between the two guys. And the greatest uh, example I have is Donnie Leffingwell. Shout out Donnie. Big right hand. Big right hand. We decided to go five rounds at Scrub Scraps instead of three. And in the fourth, he lands it. And he'd been looking for it the whole fight, and he was down three rounds to none, feeling the jab. But in that fourth round, he did what he had planned to do. And that was his plan and mission accomplished. And I went, Good punch, kid. <laughs> and. That's when he felt tired and exhausted, and it still wasn't like I was pounding on him. There was a mental thing I felt like that went to him. You know, when Ali whispered to Foreman, Is that the best shot you got? And Foreman, I thought to myself, Well,. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much all I got, champ. <laughs> um, it does something psychologically to you, and I think that hap- obviously we've seen the effects of something psychological happening to Wilder, um, to put it kindly. I think Fury wins this fight. I think you'd need to pull a punch out that we haven't seen yet from Wilder, and uh, are those his best shots becomes the question, because otherwise he just gets out and uh, outboxed and mauled. Uh, by a, by, Tyson Fury, how he's done everybody else at six nine two sixty. He's he's not a guy you want to fight. You're a regular heavyweight, and uh, not that. By wild the way, that.
2: By the way, Fury at the weigh in two seventy seven, and uh, Deontay Wilder, a career high two hundred and thirty eight pounds. But still, still give, um, giving up almost 40, 40 pounds, 39 yeah. pound weight differential for a guy who's a better boxer than you, who's faster than you. I mean, here's what I, I want. wouldn't want to be Deontay Wilder, honestly, even on his best day against Fury. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean, you're fighting a guy who's bigger, stronger, and a better boxer.
3: Yikes. You know those little recognition scanners on your phone that used to open your phone by your fingerprint? This is what I want. I want. End of the first. reverse round ends. Wilder walks over. He slumps down into his stool. This little box comes out with combinations, and it's all all wrapped up, and they press it to his nose. And And it opens up, and there's water bottles in there (laughs) so that we can all be sure that he's the only one that had access to it and it's not the water that's they better break open
2: a new water bottle in bet- every round. I want to see a nice yeah. fresh Poland
3: spring crack it <laughs> where the it security into guards come in with the case yeah. of Serve water for each, each round. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Just so we can be sure. But yeah. Um, and Tony, good, good point. Uh, he's always been better in the two tens. Um, Great point. This guy's a better fighter as a lighter heavyweight. But what do you do with 6'9", 277? You can't, I mean, for Wilder to win this fight, he has to Yusik this guy. And he's not, that's not what he is. That's not who he is. Sandard just wrote he better not
2: come out in that suit. You're right. Listen, if you're Deontay Wilder, don't even a wear towel. a sweatshirt or a just robe. A yeah, just come out straight. Walk to the ring. No running. Don't Start hold anything. ring.
3: Naked. Just so you oh, of your. Yeah. <laughs> oh damn. Just Mike Singletary right down the.
1: Dude, I, I I do not see any way Deontay Wilder wins this fight. He, well there's one way. No, Chase, and no, it's, and it's no your, listen. And it's
2: the way that you walk. It's some thunderous right listen, that catches Fury. Joe,
3: it's the yeah, Megan Anderson but, effect. But Fury
1: already t- took in Wilder's three of Wilder's best thunderous rights and as got I said,
3: up. As I said, the best the question becomes is that his best punch because if the answer is yes, I don't think he can ever beat Fury. They'll, they'll they can fight 100 times. If that's his best punch, Fury took it and got up and he'll outbox him round per round per round. And every five or 10 rounds, he'll get knocked down and then he'll win the other four. And, and I I, listen, here's what I think you're going to see. I think in the first couple of rounds, you're
2: going to see a more cautious Deontay Wilder, a guy who's been trying to learn how to be a better boxer in anticipation of this fight. And, I think once he feels like he's down 3 1 4 0, he's going to do what Deontay Wilder does because this guy doesn't have great form. I, you see it a lot. I mean, my goodness, dude, he looks like a guy just Deontay Wilder, I think, would be the greatest street fighter of all time once once that guy gets in on you and starts throwing the dude, you're done. I mean it is vicious. You know the biggest
3: problem I have because that is so true, because you're so right. Um, I talked to you uh, during one of the fights we saw here about moving your feet into a position and cutting off the ring to where you can land something. I can't stand wilder head hunting when he really loads up and throws something huge. You're fighting a guy six nine two seventy seven. Hit anything. Hit a forearm. Hit a hip. Hit a rib. Hit hit something. A shoulder. Swing where you know you're going to hit him. You shouldn't be letting him do this at six nine two seventy seven, and you're missing three out of four punches. I want you landing three out of four because you're hitting the mass in front of you and not aiming for the tip of his chin or the top of his head. I can't yeah, well, stand listen, that. these real strong right- guys. Just hit anything.
2: Yeah. Something. Oh, you, you, you're exactly right. And and listen, I mean, other than a knockout and, and look, I, I mean, I've said that 100 times now, Jace, the idea that Fury's yeah. taking his best punches. It's the reason this guy's bulked up to two thirty eight is in his mind. He thinks, well, if I do get him 20 extra pounds. But, you know, there's a reason Israel Adesanya didn't bulk up for Blahovit, didn't want to lose the speed and then ended up losing because he didn't have those 30 pounds. You know? So yeah. so you sacrifice one for the other if you're a guy unlike Fury who's got both of those skills. He's got the size, he's got the speed, not to worry about losing one or the other. So Wilder Marciano versus similar natural athletes got into boxing at 23, didn't have the time to learn to find the finer nuances of the sport. Yeah. And Absolutely. it just becomes and and you know, look, Marciano's lucky he didn't have a guy like Tyson Fury in his day. Because it would have been really hard to outbox a guy who's a great boxer, who's a monster. Well, I mean, dude, dude, this guy is, again, right that the 69 277. just think about that for a minute. That's like a forward in the NBA, dude. Like that is a that is a like Kevin Garnett. Like that's a yeah. big, monstrous human being, but this guy's not dunking the ball on you. He's punching you in the face. With his monster hands, and again the speed, the the, the defensive maneuvering that that Tyson Fury is capable of, it, it's it's over. I mean, again, I, I I want people to understand though that Deontay Wilder is still a great heavyweight fighter, and he's one of the best of the generation. That doesn't change here. This is simply Fury is not the kind of guy he can beat. Nothing about this matchup works out well for Wilder other than he really wants to beat them. And I don't think that's going to be enough to get it done.
3: Well, and it's not a—it's uh, not always the age they started the sport. Well, I totally agree with Tony about Wilder and Marciano. Um, there's some guys who just never make the adjustment. My favorite example for that is a local guy named Chad Dawson who beat Antonio Tarver. He beat um, Bernard Hopkins. Both those men twice, by the way, Uh excellent excellent fighter but there were adjustments he needed to make when his athleticism started to fade that he didn't really make and if wilder's last fight is any indication or age or when he started you know then he's gonna you don't have the brain plasticity you did in your younger years to learn those new things and that's just what it is he doesn't man and this fury duke can fight for his size he does what he's supposed to. He jabs. He just touch something. When you're that big, just touch anything. He's, he's smart. He's smart, and he'll win this fight.
1: Yeah, and Joe, you said while there is one of the greatest, one still one of the greatest heavyweight fighters right now, and he is. But Tyson Fury is one of the greatest heavyweight boxers right now, and boxing's going to come out victorious. And While Wilder has – Fury has been in Wilder's head, Wilder has also been in Fury's head because the reason Fury came back was because of Wilder on Instagram saying, I'm the next Mike Tyson. Tyson Fury named after Mike Tyson. Tyson. He took that to heart and he said, no, you're not. Don't disrespect Mike Tyson like that. Got back in the gym, got – shed hundreds of pounds and got ready – and he he the thing the difference is Wilder while Fury's in his head, he's also trying to find all these other excuses on why Fury's beating him. Fury just took it and took that drive to go out and beat Wilder, and that's been his main focus since coming back to boxing. So I, I think like I said, Wilder has given Fury his best punch, and while everyone else hears the the boxing, be- the round bell ring to end it, Fury, Fury heard the Undertaker bells and got back up. And Wilder, it's just the mentality, Fury was able to put it, put the focus on Wilder and, dry, and have that drive him to become the, the, the champion. While Wilder, while he has Fury in his head, he's also looking for other outs, To why he's not able to knock out Fury. So I I don't see. I do not see any way at all Wilder wins this fight. By the way, I don't know if you are familiar
2: with this. This whole thing, The Undertaker and Tyson Fury. But let me give this to everyone. This
1: one's for The Undertaker. I'm here today in your hat, sir. I'm going to smash him and I'm going to say rest in peace. Uh. <laughs> I love that's it. So the
2: Undertaker made a tweet and he very... and he said he, he told uh Fury to to tell him RIP when you knock him out and, Nick, and they and I thought that was great. He wore the hat and everything. Tyson Fury um is is good for him too, Jared. You know, we talk a lot about the mental illness, depression and things like that. Um, Wilder is still a guy who I think needs some help. Oh, for sure. Who I don't think is, and I think we're going to find out in this fight whether he dealt with, with the loss. Uh I don't think he did. Fury's a guy who actually went out, got help, got right, got fixed, is a fun-loving, super-confident heavyweight champion to, to sort of look at these guys outside of fighters, but as just people who one guy did what he needed to do and look where he is. The other guys kind of teetering and and didn't didn't get fixed.
1: Yeah. And we'll see tonight. We will see tonight, but uh we don't only Enjoy. got Yeah. But uh we don't only got a boxing match tonight. We also have a pretty solid women's MMA match in the UFC. So let's take a look at that.
2: UFC Fight Night, Dern versus Rodriguez features a women's strawweight matchup between Mackenzie Dern and Maria Rodriguez on Saturday night in the main event. Let's break it down. Marina Rodriguez is 34 years old. She's 5'6", with a 65-inch reach and a record of 14-1-2, and two with six knockouts in one submission. From Baje, Brazil, Rodriguez was a multi-sport athlete growing up, excelling in soccer, volleyball, and basketball. However, after she settled into a career in graphic design, she started taking Muay Thai classes at the age of 26 to stay in shape. Falling in love with the sport, she began a brief amateur career before turning pro in March of 2015 with a first-round knockout of Sylvania Montero. She went 9-0 with five stoppages before appearing on Dana White's Contender Series Brazil, defeating Maria de Oliveira Nita by first-round TKO to get her UFC contract. She made her promotional debut on September 22nd, 2018, battling Random Marcos to a hard-fought draw. Six months later, she returned with an impressive win over Jessica Aguilar and followed that up with a unanimous decision over the always dangerous Tisha Torres. After another hard-fought draw with Cynthia Calvillo, she took on former strawweight champion Carlo Esparza in our brutal back and forth, and despite inflicting heavy damage, she lost by a close split decision. Next, she fought fast rising prospect Amanda Ribas, losing the first round before dropping her with a hard counter right cross 33 seconds into the second round. She followed it up with ground and pound that after Herb Dean jumped in, Rodriguez began celebrating until she was informed that the fight wasn't over yet, prompting her to unleash an elbow and more punches until Dean jumped in, again stopping the bout. On May 8, 2021, she headlined her first UFC event, taking on Michelle the karate hottie Watterson, and dominating the first three rounds by picking her off at range and then fighting through the pain of a swollen jaw from a head kick to inflict more damage on her and route to a unanimous decision victory. A long and rangy striker, Rodriguez is a proficient technical striker who lands nearly five strikes per minute and possesses both an iron jaw and devastating power in her right hand. Mackenzie Dern's 28 years old. She's five foot four with a 63 inch reach and a record of 11 and one with seven submissions from Phoenix, Arizona. Dern began training in martial arts at the age of three under the tutelage of her father, renowned Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor, Wellington Megaton Diaz. She began competing against adults at 14, winning a world championship at every belt level and becoming the only female jiu jitsu practitioner, to win gold medals at the black belt level at each of the five major international Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation championships. After putting up a grappling record of 75-25, and 25, she made her MMA debut on July 22, 2016, with a unanimous decision over Kinea Rosas. She fought her first four fights for Legacy Fight Club before submitting Kayleen Medeiros by a third-round armbar submission at Invicta FC-26. She made her UFC debut in March of 2018, winning a split decision over Ashley Yoder. And in her next fight, had to forfeit 30% of her purse when she came in seven pounds overweight and dropped Amanda Cooper with a right cross before submitting her with a rear naked joke. After a 17 month paternity leave, she returned in October of 2019, losing a unanimous decision to Amanda Rebus. She bounced back seven months later defeating Hannah Cyphers to become the first woman in UFC history to win by a knee bar and followed that up with a first-round arm bar submission of Randa Marcos. After decisioning Verna Genderoba, she won her third performance of the night bonus when she submitted Nina Nunes by first-round arm bar. One of the most skilled female grapplers in all of MMA, Dirt is a submission specialist who also has good boxing skills and decent power in both hands. Will Rodriguez be able to keep this fight on the feet and dominate with her fast hands and powerful strikes? Or will Dern be able to take it to the mat and show why she's one of the best wrestlers in the sport as both women try to get one step closer to a showdown with champion Rose Namajunas? Tune in Saturday night and let's
1: find out. Joe, got a question for you. Who won the first UFC event ever? Who won the first UFC yeah.
2: event ever? Yeah, who won the first um, UFC tournament? It was... Um, Hoist, that Gracie. Guy. Hoist, Hoist Gracie.
1: Diaz. Hoist
3: Gracie. Yeah. He won what the second and fourth no. as well. And, uh, uh, I just wanted to Royce see if you would call him Hoist him
1: Gracie or or Royce Gracie. Because, uh, I mean, the Brazilians with those R's, man. Marina Rodriguez. But, uh... I
2: listen. I'm sorry. I do my best with Cuba and Mako. I try to roll my R's where I can. I've noticed lately they like now they don't print, like, whatever. I'm doing the best I can here for crying out
3: loud. I'm hey, Portuguese. You, you know what the alphabet strangler was that's like?
0: worse. You're Portuguese, and that's worse, Joe.
3: You know what the alphabet strangler was looking for, right? What an artichoke. That's I made that up. <laughs> um, That's really funny. I like Rodriguez here, right?
2: No. No? no. Do you really? Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Look, this is one of those where, uh, you know, very opposing styles. This is a, a title elimination about the winner. The winners getting probably getting a crack uh, after the, the Wiley-Namajumas rematch. So this is a big fight. Uh, Dern's on a four-fight winning streak. Power in both hands. Solid chin. Uh, but the the Brazilian jiu jitsu. I mean, she's one of the best on the planet. That's how good she is. I like Rodriguez. Great Muay Thai. Five strikes a minute. She takes only three. Um, this is going to be who can impose their will. Now, if Rodriguez keeps this thing up and does and, and and can avoid takedowns, Dern's in some trouble. But I and it seems like most people seem to be under the belief that. Um, that, that Dern's going to be able to, to, to get this to the ground and do something bad to her. Because uh, when she gets you down, I mean, the, her, her – I love Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the octagon when it's utilized by someone who's really good at it. And that's what Mackenzie Dern represents here tonight. Again, just like with Fury and Wilder, Rodriguez could knock Dern out. If she catches her in this fight, that could definitely happen. Um, technical kickboxer as well, uh, Rodriguez. So great striker. But you know, th- to to me, this is one of those what once Dern gets her mitts on her and can take her down, and she does it, it 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 seems with relative ease to some of the biggest names in the sport so far. If she gets Rodriguez, and I think she will, it's
3: it's dunzo time oh man do you remember my trilogy fight greatest mma trilogy because this is the new age upgraded updated 2.0 female version of couture liddell this is a long rangy striker with knockout power and a wrestler that if she gets a hold of her i agree with you Dern could win this fight on the ground what uh they have a common opponent though you know that t bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happened? Kid. Dern lost. By decision. Yeah, after having a baby. Blame the baby, Joe. That's I don't I'm lost. not
2: blaming the baby because the baby didn't <laughs> come up with the plan for the fight. And the baby oh, wasn't in her oh, corner shit. between rounds. Don't get me yeah, wrong. No, no, the I know Dern, Dern went home and looked
3: down in the crib like Stupid baby. <laughs> um
2: I just think it was one of those, you know, you have a baby, you're out of the ring for a really significant amount of time. And I say it all the time. I mean, honestly, had, had we had we called Rebus versus Dern, I would have picked Rebus because of the long maternity layoff.
3: Okay. Rodriguez I knocked
2: like around too. Early too. Yeah, well, Rodriguez is a monster, and she's really good, Jared. Don't get me wrong. Fight. And she they wins this both- fight. Both
3: these ladies got one loss in their career. Hey, I got another one for you. You You ever see? Hey, and did she lose to Carla Esparza? Watch the fight. Did she lose that fight? Did she lose? Same way Johnny Walker won. Get out of here. Yeah, no, no. Rodriguez could very easily be undefeated. And I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you another one. Uh, Winky Wright versus Felix Tito Trinidad. You guys remember that fight? Winky right through like 600 jabs. Uh, GSP versus Josh Koscheck. There's an MMA example for you. There's a great wrestler and a, and a good jab. And GSP by jab. And this'll be Rodriguez by jab, by longer, rangier stuff. If she can keep her on the outside, it's gonna be a long, long, long night for Mackenzie Dern.
2: Well, dern has been working on the striking because it's definitely been... Oh, is she uh, jogging too? She's been jogging in Portugal
3: <laughs>
2: and staying out of bar fights. And, you know, no, listen, she's been working on her striking. It's gotten better. Um, she uh, You might have seen in the video, she, the, her last opponent, she dropped her. Uh, So yeah. something... And, and then I think pounced on her and choked her out. But you know what I mean? Like, she's got the power. She can do it. So, again, if this thing is is a a, a match on their feet, it's not like Dern's incompetent when it comes to that. It's just not her strong suit. Um, My brother says, I love Rodriguez. Her takedown defense and grappling are lacking. She might be able to piece Dern up through, but her striking is top-notch.
3: Yeah, yeah, her takedown defense and grappling. If she gets caught a hold of by Dern... Likely yeah. to be a problem, but the striking is top of the line for these for this weight class, these female fighters, and uh, she keeps her on the outside. And like I said, long night, long night.
2: Let's yeah. hope that this fight's a banger because I gotta tell you, I feel like the rest of this card is no, yeah, lacking,
1: seriously lacking a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have down, down cards, especially we have two back to back pay per views week to week, so.
3: Yeah, this but, fight is much less exciting if Dern wins. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I Dern agree. Wins I less, agree because
2: I agree because listen, you well, know, does some
1: flying stuff.
2: If Dern, if Dern, if they, if they get caught up and Dern gets, I mean, Dern can end this fight quick at any yeah. point. I mean, the the Brazilian jiu jitsu submission game in this one is very strong. The the kind, I mean, she could get you down at any point and you're done, or get a hold of your arm. Uh, while you're striking her and, and you're done. So I, I agree with Jared. I think if Rodriguez wins this, this is going to be a fun fight and a banger. If Dern wins, it's more than likely that. Grappling, it wrestling. Yeah, that it was a lot of on the ground and eventually, you know, oh, after yeah. roll that it, yeah. And, and that would, again, on this card, we can't have that.
1: Yeah, I get that. But I'm going to go Dern. Jared, you said Rodriguez is one of the best strikers for that division and that weight class, right? Absolutely. The thing with that is Dern is one of the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world anywhere. And I think the gap between Dern's ground game and Rodriguez's ground game is a lot, lot bigger than the the gap in the striking game between the two. So. And I love Mackenzie Dern, so I'm going to go with that. Oh, I like both. I love Mackenzie Dern too. I like them both. She's awesome. I'm with you, Jace. I get it. Hey, Jace, a rare agreeing with me. I like it. Okay. Her, her her accent's weird, though. If you, if you watch videos on that, her accent's all over the place. And that's so. That's weird, but
2: uh, yeah. Also, also, Hayes Garcia's ability to leave all the R's out is uh, un-, un un unbelievable. You're very <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> linguistic in your approach to that. I can't do it. Rodriguez. I don't know if I could do it.
1: You just change the R to an H. That's all. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Rodriguez? Rodriguez. Why would, why are we doing that now? What is because that's Portuguese, Joe. <laughs> that's Portuguese. right.
3: Oh. (laughs) Alright, Jade. Tell us how you're gonna make us some money. All right, here's the puncher's chance. Yes, I like Tyson Fury. And if you just tack him to Ted Cheeseman, I'm okay with that. If you bet Ted Cheesman alone and make half of whatever you bet, I'm okay with that too. This cheeseman bet number is way too low it should be up around 650 and 750 where DeKaris and ramirez are but if it's only one fight this weekend ted cheeseman to win
1: Ooh, all right okay i like it but uh that's uh, that's gonna wrap up the fights for us thank you guys for watching and listening Make sure you visit www.clovercrestmedia.com for all the latest podcasts and everything. And make sure you follow us up on Twitch, Clovercrest Media Group. Subscribe to us on YouTube and like us on Facebook, Throwing Jabs Podcast. And we're going to end the show like we always do. Jared, hit us with that flurry.
3: Ah, Flurry this week, moving mountains. Um, This first picture is of Dashrath Manji. Um, Dashrath was born in one of the poorest villages in India and uh, came up with his family to be one of the families that had a little bit. He uh, lived with his brother and his wife. Um, The second picture is... He and his brother and his wife and um Dashroth worked in the mountains there was a they the family had three mules, which meant they had the ability to travel from their very poor village to um, the nearby town. Uh, but it was uh, fifteen kilometers to the town between the village and the town um, but this mountain in the third picture is between their village and the town. So the traveling distance is 55 kilometers to get to, uh, most importantly, the hospital. But, uh, Roth had traveling ability, you know, so it was, it was good to know Dashroth at the time because he had three mules and he had a way to get you. If you were struggling, he could get you help. So it was rewarding to know this guy and be around this guy Um, so one day he was working out in the mountains Um, picture four he was working out in the mountains and um his wife came up to bring him water and lunch and um dropped off his lunch and his water and as she was walking away from him she fell and uh injured herself and needed immediate medical attention and dashroth was of course frantic um and trying to make that 55 kilometer hike to the hospital his wife died um and so what what Dashrath did was he he went home and sold his three mules. Um, he sold his mules for a hammer and chisel. Two chisels and a hammer. He gave away his three mules, which is what his family had. It's why they had um, some ability to do some of the things they did. And his, his brother was the first one to disown him and say he'd lost his mind. He traded away everything we had. Um, but Dashrath was convinced that he was going to put a hole in the mountain to bring his village closer to the, yeah, go ahead, put up six, uh, to bring his village closer to the, to the hospital where people could get help if they needed it. Just, uh, walking down the road. So for the next 22 years, um, Dashrath was digging by himself with his hammer and chisel with his rocks in the dark, in the dirt, trying to put a hole in the mountain, and everybody thought he'd lost his mind, and he was abandoned by his closest family members, and he'd already lost his wife, but... He dug anyways, 22 years, this guy, dug at that mountain. In 2016, this was the official stamp of India. And here's a picture of the path between his village and the hospital today. So in my head, I have to believe that all these people that he was able to help that as rewarding as it was to be around him in the beginning, um, that there had to be people stopping by, you know, uh, Hey, I'm going to help you push this rock out of the way and dump this wheelbarrow on my way home. I'll bring it back tomorrow. Good luck with your project dash. You know, I love you, brother. Hey, good luck whether they believed there was any chance of him making that hole in that mountain or not. People that wanted to be there for him that either just cared about him or knew he was trying to help other people and were willing to give a hand. So I just wanted to shout out three people. One of them's Jordan Carter from H&R Block. She'd never seen my face move she'd never heard my voice and she spent hours and hours looking through paperwork and struggling for this for this thing where i was able to help people i was able to help people and we we shut it down and found out there was a mountain in our way and i got into the dark and a lot of the people disappeared you know or didn't believe in the mission Um, and so I understand it's rewarding for the people with the road that they can now travel on. And it was rewarding for the people in the beginning to know this guy who had this path where there would soon be a road, but there's this middle time of darkness and rock moving. That's 22 years. You know, I went into the dark, I shut it down and I started moving stones and, um, the other two people on that tell you guys, (sighs) because you never saw the mules, you weren't there for the path, Joe and Jace, you weren't there for the rewarding part in the beginning, you've never seen a scrub scrap, and we're just only starting to see light on the other side of the mountain now. So with no reward involved in it, I called the other day and I asked you guys to help me put something together for Scrub Scraps. And I'm big on noticing inconsistencies and things. It's kind of one of my gifts. And I saw an A where there should have been a P and I looked over and it was um, the last time the video had been adjusted by Jace Garcia, 11 something a.m. And I started scrolling through those timestamps of something I thought was gonna take weeks that Jace gave back to me 24 hours later and said, hey, look it over and make sure everything's perfect. I wanna know that everything's the way that you want it to be. Stopping while it's dark, while it's not rewarding and getting his hands dirty for a project with no reward or light for him yet. Jordan Carter, Jace Garcia, Joe Aguire, because I'm trying to help other people and they are good people. Thank you for helping me move my mountain. <laughs>
0: Throwing jabs, always full send, here we go again. Jerry, Joe, and Jays, Crest, top three corner man, punching in with a punch's chance we find a way to win. The main event, locked it in every Saturday attend The overhand is out of hand when it comes to fist cuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing weight, feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up feeling faint from a faint. Take a standing aid, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, There's always an escape. Never stay down, one more round, bells ringing, counterball punch with your gym tucked and go down swinging we bring in crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs
2: hello my name is joe aguirre President of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burr, The Unsolved Murder of David Eyman. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting ClovercrestMedia.com.